My name is Justin Hammond, and I'm the student minister here, and that means that I get to minister to students ages 6th through 12th grade, and that puts them at ages about 11 through 18 or 19, depending on where they are in the school year, and that means that they are Generation Z, and Generation Z may be the second least, uh, the, the generation that we know the second least about. Generation Alpha has been born 2012 through present, but Gen Z was born, I believe, 1997 um, through 2012 or 2011-ish. And so they are known as the Zoomers because they survived COVID as adolescents and have had no life experience without the internet. And so they're known as Gen Z, and um, they, whether or not you see them in a positive light, that is the students that we minister to in our student ministry. Um, and I'll be in a conversation with someone that's not familiar with what youth ministry is like, and they'll ask what I do for a living. I'll say I'm a student minister, and I uh, work with teens in church, and they'll say something to the degree of, wow, it sounds like your work is cut out for you. Those ki kids these days are pretty wild. There's not a whole lot of morality in our culture. There's not a whole lot of outward focus. There's the impression that there's a whole lot of inward focus and the in inability to relate to other people. That's just the impression. Um, I come back and I say, actually, I have a whole lot of faith in our current generation. And not just because I have wishful thinking, but I have a whole lot of faith in our current generation and specifically students in church because I can see the way the Holy Spirit is convicting them and drawing them to himself. And I can see that by the way they treat others and the way they live their lives as holy and set-apart people. So uh, we want to celebrate that today. Uh, we're going to invite Cooper Meyer and Cooper Strait up. We um, want to share with the church just a few things that have gone on in our youth ministry just in this summer. So we're going to do some interviews. Uh, Cooper Strait is up here, over here. He's the tall one. And he is gonna, he's in eighth grade, and he's going to share what they did on the middle school mission trip. So let me get this pack out of my pocket. Okay, uh, first question. On the middle school mission trip, what did you do? So, oh, uh, so we went to a prayer walk. Well, like we started out going to a prayer walk next to First Temple, which is a church close to here. And, um, well, then we went back to the church and played some games and went to bed. Then the next day we woke up and we made breakfast and we went to Impact Church and helped clean up the church and get it ready for the next Sunday. That was when they were gonna help. And uh, after that we went to uh, Feed My Sheep and we helped out, we helped clean like the, so like they had this house that they're gonna be using for mental health, mm -hmm. like for, to help other people. And we helped clean that out, and then we got to, like, get a tour of the place, mm -hmm. and yeah. Okay, so can we talk a little bit about the prayer walk? Sure. Uh, what, did, what was the prayer walk like, and what were the kind of things that going through your mind on the prayer walk? Well, it was, like, just, like, an average walk, I guess. Um, really, it was really beautiful, very scenic, and, like, going through my mind, I was just, like, thinking about how, like, God created all of that. Mm-hmm. Was it ever awkward or time to, hard to focus? Yes. Okay. Uh, what kind of, like, what came to mind uh, in the way that you had to, you said it was very beautiful and scenic. Yes. What, kind, what came to mind when you saw the beauty? God. 
God, okay, awesome. Um, so middle school mission trip was um, good in some ways and challenging in others, uh, but it's, it's good that it was challenging. Uh, we try to do that on purpose. So what were some things that were challenging about it? Uh, well, like one of the main things was I had to clean that toilet at, um, what was it? It was uh, the Impact Church, yeah. and that was really challenging. So do you want to share any other challenging things from the uh, trip? I guess the prayer walk was kind of challenging, just mm-hmm. like because it's like one-on-one. Yeah. So yeah. So what what did you learn through the challenge of um, spending some time in quiet and then spending some time cleaning toilets and doing uh, difficult work like that? Well, I learned that like that like I don't know how to put this uh, that like God is working through me and He's really helping mm-hmm. me like do that. Yeah. So how did you, how has the way you viewed God changed based on this trip? Well, like, I really just, like, see him differently mm-hmm. and, like, see that he's, like, a more selfless person. Yeah. Yep. Right on. Okay. Cool. Cooper Meyer, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So Cooper Meyer uh, just graduated. She uh, was in our high school group. She's going to ACU this, or excuse me, Harding this yeah. fall. Yeah. Uh, she's going to Harding this fall, and she went on our high school mission trip to Dry Bones, Denver, which is an inner city mission, uh, inner city organization in Denver, Colorado, where they serve primarily homeless teens. And so you want to tell them a little more specific stuff about what you did at Dry Bones? Yeah, Dry Bones was split into two different parts, uh, the first being in the mountains, and it was kind of training and preparation for the week in this, or for the end of the week in the city, and that was building up the Dry Bones community and building relationships with their street friends, and if you hear the term street friends, that refers to the homeless population in Denver. So what things were challenging about Dry Bones and what we did? So... What we did was, um, the first part being in the mountains, we did some beautiful hikes, and we had worship night every night around a fire, but also we did a thing called sit spots, and it's just like it sounds, we just sat in one spot for an allotted amount of time, and we were told to let our thoughts take you where they need. Um, Just don't stop your train of thought, whether that be in prayer or just whatever's on your mind. Another thing we did was a silent walk, which is kind of like a prayer walk, we um, were on a hike, and we walked down this trail for about a good hour by ourselves. Um, and I know I spent the time in talking to a lot of the other kids that went. We spent a lot of time in prayer during that time because it was just time with you, yourself, in nature, and with God. And then one of the things we did was called Square Foot of Earth, and that was really all about perspective. And that was we were standing up, looking at a spot in the ground, and then we'd get a little closer and look at that same spot, and we'd get a little closer to where we were lying on the ground, looking at that same exact spot, and just realizing the difference from looking far away, seeing the grass, the flowers, to getting close up, and seeing the insects that were walking around, or the cracks in the earth, or the different shapes of the flowers and all that. And all those were preparing us for what we did in the city, which was building uh, relationships. That's what they told us from the start. Building relationships and realizing how we all have unsurpassable worth. Mm -hmm. That was our motto for the week of we all have unsurpassable worth. And so we built relationships by going bowling with them one night or bowling with their street friends. And we had dinner on the side of the street with them. And then we had a picnic with them and we went to a movie with them. And all of that was to 
again, build those relationships, build up that community. But what was challenging about all that for me was definitely patience and energy. Patience being the homeless issue isn't something that can be solved in a day, a week, or even a year. It's something that's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And then energy being we went from camping, getting zero sleep, to straight into the city, wanting to keep up an energy level and to build those relationships because Dry Bones is highly thought of in Denver. Uh, we'd walk around and people wouldn't know who we were, but they would know we were with Dry Bones. Um, like right away they would know who, were we, who we were with because of what we were doing. So all that was difficult, but it was also difficult to, they took us on what they called a turf tour and that was around downtown Denver and taking us to different spots and kind of just showing us how it might be difficult for their street friends to live in downtown Denver. And then another thing they did was took us on what they called urban expedition. And that was, we basically simulated what it might be like to be one of their street friends in the morning. We had to find a bathroom and after walking for blocks, we couldn't do that because we'd walk in somewhere and they would say it's closed to public use. And then they made us find a cardboard box and a marker to write on. And so we wrote honk for nuggets since they had just won the championship and we had to stand on the side of the corner and hold that sign up one by one. And so they did that to honestly make us super uncomfortable. At the beginning of the week, they told us that their goal was to make us uncomfortable. And so that was uncomfortable because we had people look at us and then turn right away so they could avoid eye contact. But then on the flip side, we also had people who interacted with us and they honked their horn or they smiled at us and gave us a conversation. And so all the things that we did in the city, the tour, the urban expedition, that was really just to get us completely out of our comfort zone because that was all stuff we haven't done before. So in your interactions on the street and doing it like holding up the cardboard sign, how did that change your view and impression of people who do that in real life? It definitely changed my perspective because it was really experiencing what they might have to go through, and but also going from the mountain into the city, it was seeing the same God work in both the mountain and the city by waking up and stepping outside of our tent and seeing the mountain range right there to then seeing how we were all made in the image of God, and because of that, we all have unsurpassable worth. Okay, and moving right into the next question, uh, how did you grow through all of that? I definitely grew in perspective and understanding um, just because, again, they took us, like on the urban expedition, they took us through the morning of what it might be like um, for some of their friends. And so that's something that I'd never really thought of before, how it might be like. And so then to go from that to literally having to go through everything and then they also told us at the beginning of the week, when we go up to people, before you even start the conversation, think you have unsurpassable worth, and then continue on. And so just by doing that, every time we walk up to someone, it became a habit just thinking, you have unsurpassable worth, you have unsurpassable worth. And so it became the habit of not even having to think it to ourselves, just really knowing that they do. So off script, yes or no question, did your impression of your own uh, identity as someone with insurpassable worth uh, change because of this trip? Yes, I think it's uh, like just being in high school and all that, it's mm -hmm. easy to get down on yourself. And so just 
by kind of thinking about that to other people, you definitely start thinking about it to yourself and just realizing the value you have because of God. Yep, right on. Okay, so last question. How has your relationship with God changed, or how do you know God differently now? I definitely have a better understanding of God's love for us. Um, and again, just because we repeated it over and over this week of just how we have unsurpassable worth because we are made in the image of God, and it just all goes back to getting a chance to experience life with the people of Denver and getting to experience what they go through and hearing their stories, but also just seeing how God's working through dry bones and how God's working through all of their lives. Okay, two more off script, yes or no questions. Would you recommend uh, going on mission trips? I definitely recommend going on mission trips. It was great to serve in Denver, but it was also great to grow as a youth group. I think we went through a lot of bad weather, and so that cut some of our hikes off, but we were back at the campsite playing cards and just hanging out. And so I think there's definitely a difference between who our youth group was at the beginning of the week mm -hmm. to even halfway through the week. We were all so much closer together, uh, laughing, making jokes, to then coming back and having that strength in relationship with our youth group. Okay, awesome. And last, last actual last question okay. now. Um, would you recommend doing things that are difficult for the sake of growth? I do. Um, at the beginning of the week, it was a little uneasy feeling of kind of knowing what we have to do, of knowing that we're going to be cold in the mountains to then having to do stuff that we've never done before. But it's definitely a huge difference in who we all came back as and just knowing and fully understanding our worth in God. But I do definitely recommend doing things you're uncomfortable with. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, if uh, Sarah and um, Evan and Tyler would come up. We're going to do two more interviews for two other things that we did this summer. Good morning. Am I on? I think I'm on. Okay. So we did a lot this summer. We were very, very busy per usual. Um, but one thing that we are very excited about and very passionate about in our youth group is Camp Quanonia, and we are going to have these two guys talk about what camp was like for them and just what that experience was like, but how they grew and all this other stuff. Um, camp K is split into two weeks. We have senior week, and that is incoming freshmen to graduates, and then we have junior week, who is incoming fifth graders through eighth, eighth graders. Um, Tyler is not going into 5th, 6th, 7th, or 8th. He served as a big brother, so we're going to talk about um, what that experience was like for him. So first, we're going to talk about senior week. So Evan, can you walk us through, like, what was camp like? What did you do? Different things that stuck out to you. Yeah, camp was uh, a really, really good experience. Uh, we had four days, four full days there. Uh, each day we had uh, two classes uh, in two different uh, worship times. Uh, we also had uh, journey groups, which are like breakout groups where we talked about what we learn in classes or in the lessons at worship times. Uh, and then we also got to have a lot of fun with different games and activities. Uh, they had nine square arts and crafts, hiking. Uh, they had some water days with some water games. Uh, and then pr my, probably my favorite night of the, 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 or probably my favorite time of the camp was every night. Uh, we had uh, Devo Under the Stars, where we just 
for about 30 minutes, we just sang uh, songs, and any student that wanted to lead a song could start it, and everyone else would just join in. And just, we did that under the stars and nature. It was a really good experience. Great, thank you. Um, I know at camp, there are some challenges that come up. I mean, we're out there all week. People get on your nerves, you know, all the things. Um, so how are you challenged this week at camp? Well, physically, I, I'm sure that a lot of people could attest to it that it was very hot. Uh, definitely had to stay hydrated. Um, mentally, uh, it was my first camp, uh, like a, my first church camp ever, so I really didn't know what to expect. Um, so I was challenged to reach past my comfort zone, talk to new people, uh, meet new people, open up during classes and journey group time. And then uh, spiritually, I was very comfortable uh, around like my fellow Christians through in journey groups and classes. Uh, and so that was a really good experience because I didn't know what, what, what it was going to be like and being able to open up and feel comfortable was really, 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 really good. Great. Would you... Um recommend going to camp even though you hadn't gone any time before yeah absolutely absolutely yes okay great um he mentioned journey groups journey groups are small um groups that they break out in and we discuss the lessons and um the sermons that have been delivered to us that day and it's led by different people in the church and different volunteers and so there it's a really really sweet and special time it's um students of all ages at that week Boys and girls, they're mixed up, and so they get to hear the different perspectives from different students. Um, so with these challenges, including the heat, um, how did you grow that week? The, the classes were probably the place I saw myself grow the most. Uh, that was where I really saw how I can apply different uh, aspects of the camp and what we were learning to my life. Uh, we were split into, uh, I, I was in a group with just uh, incoming seniors and graduates. Uh, so it was really good to hear people's experience who are my age group and what, what challenges we we're going to be facing as a whole. Uh, and so opening up in that, I think, really was probably the place I saw myself grow the most. Great. Um, how or what did God change in you during that week, like through those classes and stuff? I'd say the uh, biggest thing that God changed about me was that I feel a lot more comfortable opening up about uh, like my life uh, challenges I'm facing and uh, up in like my experiences with like fellow Christians. Uh, I, I mean, I mentioned it that it was my first camp, so I didn't know what to expect, and I felt very comfortable doing that uh, at camp. Great. Um, so the theme of camp was known, and we talked about being known by God and what that means. Um, do you remember how we split up the word known? Throughout the week. So, yeah, each day we had a different uh, word of, of, of the word known that we talked about that day. And so they were no, which was spelled K-N-O-W, uh, no spelled N-O, and then they were, it was now and um. And each day we talked about how that word can apply to our relationship with God and how it can affect our relationship with him and how we can continue uh, uh, having a relationship with him uh, in the college and into our life with despite challenges. So this feeds right into the last question that I have for you perfectly. Um, how has your relationship with the Lord changed during that week or since that week? Yeah, so like, like I said, each day we discussed how God knows us and broke that down. And 
uh, I, we, the main thing we came back to is that God knows us completely. He knows our past. He knows everything about us. And, and that, that despite that, we are still forgiven for our sins. And so I would say that in the in-depth uh, talks through journey groups and classes, definitely a place where I think I see God differently now and will hope to continue in that area of my relationship with him. Thank you. Um, at senior week, those journey groups, like we've talked about, they play a huge role. And I am very, very proud of each of our students who are at junior week, also, or senior week, also junior week. Um, but they really just dove into everything that we asked of them. Um, they were very open in those groups and open during class. I got to teach the incoming, or the grads and the incoming seniors, and they, they were phenomenal. And I'm very proud of each of our students. So, switching gears. Tyler Benedict, he was the big brother at junior week, and he's going to explain what that looks like and um, everything that that entailed. So, Tyler, what was being a big brother like? What did you do? What did you need to do? What were your responsibilities? So, as Sarah said, I was a big brother, and I had fifth and sixth grade boys, so that was a challenge in itself. But um, basically, my job was to take care of them throughout the day. Um, taking them to classes, like Evan said, we had classes every morning and every night. So I had to like take them around, uh, play games with them, make them feel important. Um, I also sat by them at lunch, ate with them, and then also, uh, like Evan was talking earlier, we had a journey group, which is like a small group discussion where we would lead, uh, where we would talk about sermon questions, where um, a speaker would talk earlier and have a sermon, and then we would leave. Uh, we would lead a discussion, and I would ask all the boys questions, and that was really amazing how you see them grow closer to God. Um, so you said you have fifth and sixth grade boys. You also said that they were a challenge. How many fifth and sixth grade boys did you have? Um, I had seven fifth grade, fifth and sixth grade boys. That Plus sounds like more that would join the group. Yes, you did have a lot that also followed you around. Um, <laughs> so with these younger younger guys, with these younger students, there are obviously challenges that come up, including them themselves. What were some challenges that you faced as a big brother? Um, he was a big challenge, but besides that, um, being mentally and physically there 24-7, because the kids were there and depending on me, so I had to, I couldn't let down my guard, I had to be mentally there if they needed something, I had to help them. If they uh, were feeling down, I had to help them up. Or physically there, they wanted to play a game and I was tired, I would try to, at the end of the week that was hard, so just being mentally and physically there 24-7, but it was definitely worth it. And we talked earlier, your littles are always watching. So they watched everything you do. And each of our bigs, they were phenomenal leaders. Um, they showed some, they showed joy and the love of Jesus. And we had a lot of bigs from our church, and it was just amazing to watch them be able to lead these younger students. And so I'm super proud of them. Um, how did you grow from these challenges? Um, one way, like you said, they always saw me and what was I doing, so I had to be a good role model, role model for them. So one way I grew was uh, always making sure I'm on my best behavior and it, even if they're like no one's around, there's always someone like a little watching. So 
giving them a good example um, how to be so they can try to be that and try to grow closer to God, whether it's singing songs and um, they don't want to, that they, they want to sing songs to, they see me do it. So always being on my best behavior around them. Um, so our last question is how do you know God differently or how did your relationship with the Lord change from that week? Um, one, the biggest thing was, like I said, um, mentoring or role modeling. Um, I, always, I always had those people in my life. I never thought of it like I could be that person, whether it's my dad or grandparents being my mentors, that I can be that person for those kids and they can look up to me. So that's how I view God differently now is that he can work through me so I can work with uh, the littlest little kids where they can grow closer to God. Great. Okay, I actually have another question for you. I'm going to pull a Justin, sorry. Um, what was your favorite thing about being a big? Um, to be honest, just hanging out with the little boys. It's like, like act, acting like a kid again and just hanging out with them. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Great. All right. I am so thankful for camp. It is an amazing experience for each of our students. Um, for any of you students out there that didn't get to go or you will be going in the future, I encourage y'all to sign up. Um, camp Quanania has been a blessing in my life and a blessing in our youth group, and I'm very um, grateful for that. So I'm going to invite Justin back up, and he's going to wrap this up. I want to share from Matthew 5. I'm very familiar scripture with everybody, but it says Jesus is speaking to his followers, and he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Um, our students are shining their light, and I want to challenge the whole church to continue shining your light. Like Sarah said, that the littles are looking up to the bigs in the way they are following Jesus. Our students are also looking up to their parents and all the adults here to follow them the way they are following Christ. Also, I want to share one more thing from 1 John 2.8. Let me get there make sure I get it word for word. Um, says, this is the second part of verse 8, but it says, the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. And I believe that true light through generations is continuing to shine and God's kingdom is being built and it is unstoppable. So I want to pray for our students and uh, the rest of our church before we continue worshiping. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for your spirit and thank you for giving us a kingdom that cannot be contained and thank you for letting us get to be the ambassadors that bring that kingdom to our neighbors. And please give us the courage and the willingness and the grit to continue to be that light in a dark world. Uh, thank you for overcoming all things and giving us everything we need to live the life that you've called us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.